Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here in southern Idaho. Um, I'm Ken Lewis. I'm the director in Idaho for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And we're visiting today with uh, the head wrestling coach at Ridgeview High School, uh, Chris Mahavan. Chris, it's great to have you on the show today. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Ken. And uh, folks, if you don't know about Ridgeview, Ridgeview is, uh, what, is this the fourth or fifth year Ridgeview's been in existence, Chris? Uh, This is the fourth year. Fourth year, and that's uh, uh, Valley View School District split their high school four years ago or five years ago, and this is the fourth school year, so... And Chris, you're the head wrestling coach, and, and have you been head wrestling coach the whole time? Yeah, I started here when the program just began, so it was, it was fun to mold and shape and grow up from the ground up. Well, that's great, and we're, we want to get into that and talk more about Ridgeview and, and uh, wrestling and also uh, your athletic career but, uh, and, and, and your involvement with FCA. And, and folks, we do have a, a, a great FCA event coming up. Uh, it's in conjunction with the Famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Uh, ESPN has moved the Famous Idaho Potato Bowl to Friday, January 3rd this year. And so our bowl breakfast, we have the Famous Idaho Potato Bowl FCA Bowl Breakfast with Mike Singletary, who a former Chicago Bear linebacker, and he uh, uh, went to college at Baylor University, was a Baylor Bear as well. Um, he'll be our keynote speaker on Thursday, January 2nd. And uh, were you ever a Mike Singletary fan, Chris? Because I know you coach football, too. Uh, I'm a fan of his now, not of the Chicago Bears though, but I am a fan of Mike Singletary. Good guy. Yeah, he well, good. Yeah, good guy and intense. One intense competitor and an intense coach. And I know he spent. He was a head coach of the 49ers and always wore his cross out on out in front. You know when he was coaching and and at, whether it was practice or games. And then of course he was an amazing uh, linebacker for the Bears, uh, NFL Hall of Famer. Uh, college Hall of Famer, and uh, I think he's in 10 Pro Bowls, and um, the 85 Bears uh, won the Super Bowl. That was quite a Jim McMahon, a lot of, a lot of great personalities, Walter Payton, the fridge, the refrigerator. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, a lot, what a, what a, what a great run that was for the Bears in 85. Um, I, I, in 85, I still wasn't born yet, born in 86, but I remember going, you know, you watched NFL history and all that stuff. Uh, very fun to watch. His passion, his intensity, and I've, I've listened to him speak on several topics, um, and I enjoy listening to him. He, he's one of those guys that you can just gravitate towards, and uh, I'm glad he's still around. I'm, I'm still glad he's fighting the fight and uh, promoting Jesus. Yeah, and he's, he's actually been coaching at a Christian high school in Dallas, Texas. And so, so folks, if you're interested in going, we have actually have a few seats left. We're almost at capacity but you can get more information at fcaidaho.org, and you can register there as well. And uh, uh, we, we might be, at the time of this broadcast, we might have a waiting list uh, going at that point, but uh, we'll, we'll get back to you so you can register there on the waiting list. So, so fcaidaho.org, that's January 2nd, the, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl FCA breakfast with Mike Singletary. So we're excited about that. And we have Ohio University. Um, who's coached by Frank Solich. Uh, Frank was a long time, played football at Nebraska, uh, was a long time assistant under Tom Osborne, then was a, took over as a head coach there. And kind of a unique situation. I think when he 
was let go at Nebraska. He went his final year. He was like nine and three or something like that. Nine and four. Can you imagine that, Chris? I mean, he had a successful career, but it wasn't at the top like Osborne had. And it seems like Nebraska has had a hard time recovering ever since. Yeah, um, I watched when uh, Oregon State's head coach went over there. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, Mike Riley. Mike Riley, and they struggled a little bit. And uh, but I kept my eye on them. Uh, you know, it's Nebraska still. And uh, I remember watching the documentary on Osborne, and uh, I listened to him as well as Singletary. He has some great stuff to say. And uh, I love some of the – I actually took some of the football philosophies from Osborne and uh, used them during my own coaching. So I really enjoy keeping my eye on Nebraska, even no matter how they're doing. Well, that's great. And so Frank's a head coach. He's been there for 15 years at Ohio University, and uh, super excited about having them. And then the University of Nevada, and uh, they'll be – They'll be playing uh, the Bobcats from Ohio, and so we'll have players and coaches from the two teams at the breakfast, and we'll have a couple players share their testimony uh, kind of through a Q&A format. Have you been able to be at the at the bowl breakfast yet? Because I know you've been busy coaching wrestling, so it's, it's, it's hard to get usually. And plus, it's been during school. It's been like a Friday or Thursday during school. Um, in the past years, uh, I've just taken the day off um, as a teacher, um, sometimes we we can afford those liberties and and go down and enjoy the bowl breakfast. Um, I clearly remember the one um, the Trailblazers. They uh, I remember the, the Iron Man. How many games he played? There's a lot of stuff I didn't know. And I'm a Trailblazers fan, um, being from Oregon. And so uh, that was that was really fun for me. And then when you actually see an NBA person in person, um, me being uh, short in stature, I mean that guy is a giant. So. I think he's. I think he's like six nine and played at Oregon State. And so, well, hey, we're excited about that. But um, so, Chris, uh, want to get back to talk to you. And um, so, you've been coaching here for four years. Um, where did you coach before Ridgeview? Um, just during my student teaching, as I was going through Boise State, um, I coached a little bit Rocky, um, and then I remember like job shadowing and just following like Eagle High School along, and I was real passionate just about sports in general, whether that be football or wrestling. Um, I didn't really know where I was going to land. Uh, we're just getting out of the military, separating from it down in Mountain Home, me and my wife, and I knew I was going to be involved in teaching, but I just didn't know where God was going to put us. But I did know that wherever that was, that I was real passionate about the, the athletic side of the house, and so... And still am, um, but that's kind of how I started, and that was about five, six years ago. Um, before that, it was all wrestling. It was all wrestling. Just grew up wrestling, um, did maybe uh, about two years of assistant coaching wrestling. Um, but that was it. So all together, it's been about seven years. So seven years coaching, that's great. And then you're married, uh, live over here in Canyon County, and, and you have, you have uh, how many kids do you have? I have three, and, and they keep me busy. They're always with me. Um, as a coach, sometimes uh, it's, you know, I've always heard the stories, you know, make sure you be with your family, and, but my kids are, they, you know, they wrestle. That helps, uh, but they're always with me. I've got a little girl and two little boys, and so uh, love my kids. See, see if we can't have more. Talk to my wife and do it. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, Chris, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in sports as a kid, and, and where did you grow up? I uh, grew up in Glendale, Oregon, um, small town, uh, kind of a loggers town, if you'd like to call that. Um, but uh, I got in sports because when I was growing up, that was kind of like the only thing I had. Um, I love my family, love my mom and dad, but we, we kind of grew up in poverty and, and struggled and, and struggled a lot. And, um, you know, throughout my life and, and friends and family, there's always been like 
um, drugs or you know type of violence that um, most kids in the middle class might not might not see. And so I, I grew up there. I remember always being with um, other friends and other families, you know, just uh, to get away. And, and I gravitated towards the sport of wrestling, football, and my coaches who took care of me. And it was easy, easy outlet. And that's why I enjoyed being sports. And so for a long time, though, I thought that was the all-in-all. All. And if, if you weren't an athlete, you know, you really weren't doing nothing in life. But uh, I've grown from that mentality. <laughs> and then uh, – so as you got to high school, um, was it football and wrestling in high school? And, and how were those years? And how, how did you do uh, wrestling when you were in high school? Um, definitely was just football and wrestling. Now, being a smaller guy, um, I didn't impact the football field much. Um, I just enjoyed football. Um, but wrestling's where I excelled. Being, uh, being really small throughout my high school career, um, I just ended up taking second in state at uh, 119. Uh, so it wasn't nothing big. And... I just carried that with me, um, and I um, joined the Air Force real shortly after the, my high school, and I graduated young. I was 17, so I enlisted when I was 17, and uh, that's where I pursued, um, and that was my new outlet um, going into the military. And so going back to what wrestling did for me, it kind of gave me a home when, um, when I felt like I didn't have one. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, coaches, they might not realize when they're coaching is how much of a mentor, how much of a, a place of, of trust you can build uh, with, with your athletes. And most of the coaches that I meet, they do realize that. And, it, and it's good to hear it. It's good to, good to hear the relationships they build and how young guys will come back and, and try to help their program. And um, that's initially what I want. I just want to come back and just help. I never thought I would be like, oh, yes, I'm going to come and I'm going to be a head coach. I'm going to. I'm going to rock this. That's far from it. And even still, I look at all the other coaches around, and, you know, I grow and learn from them. And so um, kind of forgot your original question, though. What, uh, it was just, yeah, you know, what sports you, you, know, you, were, you're, you did in high school. And, and, uh, and you said you were in the Air Force after, uh, after you graduated. Is that how you ended up in Idaho? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I got stationed uh, in a wonderful – First of all, I, I enlisted with a couple buddies, and they all went over overseas and Iraq and everything. And uh, for whatever, Lord, Lord just blessed me, and they said I'm sticky in Hawaii. So that's where I met my wife. Um, I was in Hawaii, and uh, she's in the military. We ended up in Idaho and Mountain Home Air Force Base, and um, uh, she decided to get out. Um, we had three kids at the time. She wanted to be with the kids. And we liked Idaho so much at the time. Um, lucky enough, uh, landed a teaching job here that we decided to stay. And uh, I think God has just been blessing us um, the whole journey, the whole way for it. Well, that's neat. Um, how did you come to know the Lord? You know, what was it? What were the events that that happened in your life where you uh, surrendered your heart to Christ? Um, for me, growing up, um, I always had my my family tell me you know we believe in Jesus um, now we didn't really go to church a lot uh, maybe on like a Christmas or an Easter or maybe a, a short spurt week here but it wasn't consistent um, but I do remember like you know that was our foundations and so I was like oh yeah I'm a Christian and I didn't really know what that meant I did a couple of youth groups did you know and I could tell you what I believe I could probably spout off some of the Ten Commandments uh, but that was about it I don't know if my heart was really 
in the right, I know it wasn't. I know I wasn't mature in the right place. And so when I was in the military, there, there came to a fork in the road of like, well, what am I really going to do? What do I really believe? And, uh, you know, I just had that prayer. I said, all right, Lord, um, I do believe in you, but you got to help me. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to start reading this book you call the Bible. And, uh, I think once you start seeking the Lord, he'll draw near, which is in, which is in his word. And that is what happened for me. And so it, it was a, it was a point. I think I was 19 turning 20. Um, and so I was already almost three years in the military and I was starting to have to make those adult decisions of which direction I wanted my life to go. And so I'm, I'm glad the Lord pulled me in. That's all, you know, God led. Um, I started reading the Bible and ever since haven't really looked back. Wow. That's neat to hear how, how you got, um, how you surrendered to Christ. Well, folks, if you just join us here uh, today, we're visiting, uh, with Coach Chris Mahavan, who's the head wrestling coach at Ridgeview High School over here in the Valley View School District. Uh, and y- your school is actually north of Nampa here, isn't it? Uh, just kind of north of the sugar beet factory. And I know you were mentioning uh, about uh, the Word of God. I know um, you love the Word of God. And you've you got a passage of Scripture that's where God's really been speaking to you here the uh, last couple of years, right? Yeah, it was actually since I joined, uh, when I, not joined, when I, we moved to Idaho, um, and I was driving back and forth between Mountain Home and Boise State, and uh, on the radio, I just kept hearing this passage, um, and I was listening to some guys and preachers talk, and it was uh, Colossians 2.14, and it's, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And basically what uh, they're preaching on, which is set on my heart, that it was all taken care of, you know, before I was born, when, when, when Jesus was up on that cross, knelt the cross, that was it. The debt was canceled. Your sins are wiped away. All of them, past, present, future, whatever you want to call it, it was gone. And uh, then you start getting to the, you know, the, some of the theology of, um, okay, so now you have a license to sin, and that's not it. If your heart's in the right place pursuing God, that's, that's one of the last things you'll ever want to do is any type of sin, any type of white lie or anything like that. You it you know the holy spirit um convicts your heart and you just you want to try to live for god and so that passage right there colossians 2 14 i think it's one of the most foundational verses um in my life that helps me um understand and and when i read the bible and understand well you know god did it all then and there on the cross that it's over and i can kind of just relax in the sense of not worrying about the little things in life that it's taken care of um and then i just pick up my cross and fight that daily battle of my own human flesh and my own desires and so well that's neat it's it you're right it's it's not about all the things that we think we can do or all the things we have to do it's it's more of a yielding to him and submitting to him and obeying when he does speak to us and uh and following his word like you're talking about so well, Chris, um, I know you've been coaching here for, you know, you've been coaching in your career for, what, seven, eight years now? You're talking about that. And you've been involved in FCA. You got involved in FCA here at Ridgeview um, uh, when Ridgeview first got started. And um, for you, why coaching for you and uh, as, a, uh, as, a, as a profession, as a calling for you? And, uh, and, and then also, why FCA? Um, we're coaching, starting off, um, you know, loving sports, gravitating towards it. One, I, I think it's it's fun. 
Right? Sports can be really fun. Now, they, they can also be the opposite of that. But, uh, you know, I'm one of those, I'm the type of guy that I just, you know, I love the competition. I love to see people grow. Uh, I, going from taking, taking an athlete from one place and watching them grow and develop and in another, and they know that you are part of that process. And there's that gratitude there, and there's that, hey, coach, thank you for helping me. Um, I love that part of it, building that relationship of it. Um, when, when, when guys can know that they trust everything that you say and that you're, you're transparent enough and honest with them, even when you're wrong, and you build a relationship like that, um, I, think it's one, I think it's a rare thing. But um, FCA came along in the sense year two, and I, I kind of seen it uh, going in Ridgeview, and I said, hey, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a total believer in that. I love it, you know, and I'm just a coach off to the side. Hey, I'm a coach. I'll support it. Well, and I remember Katie Kern, who works over here. She's not a coach, but she was an incredible supporter and helpful. Um, she was one that's holding down the fort, really, with it. And I think you you saw it. there was we didn't really have any coaches that were stepping in, and so that's what I admired about you. But um, anyway, get back to what you're talking about. You're talking about year two. So that's what I was saying. I was I was I seen the FCA, and I would you know peek my head in there once in a while and say, Hey, love what you guys are doing. Whatever I can do to help, let me know. And uh, Come year two, they're like, yeah, we really need um, uh, someone to come in and help help alongside Cater or take over. And so I was like, well, I'll do, I'll see what I can do. And I'm a firm believer that uh, God puts people in your life. Um, he will He will put the people in your life that you're supposed to influence or be around. And uh, at that moment in time, you know, God was putting some students around in my life that um, some were my athletes, some were not. And I was like, well, I'm here. And then um, I, I heard uh, Bill from Skyview. You know, he's, I'm just the guy with the key. And, uh, and so I was like, well, you know, I got the key, Lord. You gave me the, here's the door. I'm just going to walk through it. And, you know, whatever, whatever ends up happening, ha- you know, happens. And I'll just try to be whatever it is you need me to be um, here at Ridgeview High School. And, um, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was blessed by it. Um, getting up, we did ours in the morning. So we get here a little bit before the breakfast time, and um, about once a week, and it was it was good. It was really good. And I still have some of those same kids that have graduated now. They come back, and yeah, they remember the sports and everything. But they're like, hey, you know, I've been got, the first thing they tell me. They don't tell me, hey, I I've been playing football. I haven't. They said, hey, I I joined the this Christian club or this youth group. They, it's the first thing they want to tell me, and so there's an impact there. Um, and um, you know whatever if god can let me be just a small tool in that process i'm honored because i know it's not nothing that i'm doing it's all god it's all god so well that's cool and you're right i mean fca we are not called to be a church we're on campuses junior high high school college campuses even elementary schools but um as a club student-led but for many kids it may be the only spiritual experience they have all week and like what you're saying is directing them to get involved in a good, healthy Bible-believing church is our goal, and uh, and in that, in being discipled, as, in, in making more disciples, and, uh, and and I love what you said about you know you, you mentioned Coach Barr over there at Skyview, and he he talks about just showing up, and that's what you that's what you describe, you know, just showing up. And I think so many times we we get these ideas that we're going to do these great things you know whatever for the lord and really the lord just is wanting us to have simple obedience and just show up and uh, and let him work and and see what he wants to do and it's kind of like when we go on a mission trip sometimes we feel like man we're gonna go do all these great things 
but it's really not about that. It's really not about what we're going to do. It's it's about what the Lord's going to do and us yielding to him and uh, and being just that simple obedience, right, that you talked about. Oh, absolutely. And you, you talk about that. It's not us. I remember my, my first years coming in as a coach, and um, whether that be football or wrestling, just thinking in all the ways that I'm going to strategically just be good and, you know, I'm going to teach and, you know, Build championship, yeah. build champions, win state championships, and all that kind of stuff. And all these developmental programs, and all. And you know what? God humbles you fast. And um, I, I've grown so much in a short amount of time that I realized that exactly what you said, what Bill talked about, just being there, being consistent, just being consistent, just step one, showing up and showing that you care, is more than half the battle. That's way more. And all that other stuff, it'll come when it's when it's time. It will come, and God's timing. And uh, then you know I'm not going to worry about it. And just to keep pushing, because at the end of the day, nobody's going to remember the championships, or the they're going to come up and say, "Hey, I've been I've been attending this church or this youth group or this." And I say, "Hey, right on, man. How you been? What a, what a great legacy! What a great legacy that is!" And. Well, I know, Chris, we just have a few minutes left. Uh, it's gotten, the time has gone by fast, but I, I know uh, uh, you guys have um, had a great start to the season. I know I saw you at the uh, – we interviewed Jessica Medina last week for our broadcast, who's at the Olympic Training Center and on staff with USA Wrestling. She was at the girls' wrestling tournament. I know that's just getting more popular here in Idaho. But uh, I know that you guys uh, have been making some strides, you know, being a new school, coming out of Valley View. Um, and then, uh, you know, basically splitting the team of value view four four years ago, and then now you guys building things up. You guys, I know you guys got a, got a good win against Caldwell, and, and Caldwell's got a re- very respectable program over there. Jeff Klotzer does a great job at Caldwell. He's a former teammate of mine when I was in high school, and and you guys got a, a win against those guys early in, in the season. What what how's the year going for you? And what 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 are you to to look for in the Warhawks in the, in wrestling here at Ridgeview? Um, really well. We had our first home duel last night, um, Wednesday. We had our first home duel Wednesday um, against Valley View, and uh, we ended up winning. Uh, but just a good wrestling on both sides. Um, you know, they kept kept it close, and that's what I want to see. When I watch wrestling nowadays, I, you know, it's less about a team win, which I don't think most people even realize means nothing. And uh, I enjoy the quality of wrestling. Like just the quality, whether that be the opponent or our guys, if there's good wrestling and the movement's good, that's what those guys are going to take with them for the rest of their life is the ability to be confident in their, you know, their movement, confident in themselves and their mindset. Um, you know, that one win, you know, on a Wednesday night versus and hardly anybody, if anybody, will ever remember any, the, the, the win. And so, and that's what I'm, I'm starting to progress to more of that mindset of, uh, what's going to help that athlete, you know, whether that be them going to college because of the sport, whether that be because they get their, their, the, the job they want because of that sport, what, it, how are we using that as a platform for Jesus, you know, and for God? And I know for, um, you know, in the secular world, we can't just go out and say, you know, that, but there is that underlying where I know my purpose, my calling, um, you know, I want to serve. And so I, I've learned as a coach that, you're a servant. You you serve. That's what you. That's what you do. That and all the good coaches that you see that are going for a long period of time. So any all the coaches that are winning winning programs is because they've been serving for a long time. 
and they've invested in their program and their people and there's a lot of work behind closed doors. And so I see that and I, and I see that now and there's so much respect for other coaches that have been doing this a long time. And uh, if I ever have the honor to be a coach that's been doing it for a long time, um, you'll know that there's been a lot of things going on behind closed doors and a lot of work and a lot of doing things for others. And so I think that's uh, the unique thing about coaching. Well, that's neat. And it's neat to, to hear, you know, what really powers you as your faith in God as a coach and as a, as a husband and a father. So, well, Chris, man, we're out of time, but thank you so much for taking the time today uh, to be on the air and be on the heart of the athlete. It's been a blessing to have you on the show today. All right. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate you coming over and stopping by. You bet. Well, folks, we've been visiting today with uh, head wrestling coach at Ridgeview High School, Chris Mahavan. Folks, if you're interested in getting more information about the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, or if you're interested in the FCA Bowl Breakfast, you can go to fcaidaho.org. So, well, Chris, thanks again. Thank you, Ken. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.